0: things over to some LEDs, because it'll help us save money and cost, especially this row up through here. This is going to be simple. These are all just going to be changed LED bulbs, but we're going to change. I got a lot of lights out, as you notice, and they're the old, you know, back in the day, fluorescent was a thing, but like we've blown so many balusters in them, and they're like 65 bucks a pop for a ballast, and there's 11 lights that are out in the church that we counted. So what we're going to be doing is we're going to be taking some of the lights that are good and we're going to be doing as it should be on. So what we're going to be doing for now because we can only do so much at a time because there's a lot of lights in this thing. We're going to be doing a section at a time. We're going to take what's good, replace what's bad out there and then we're going to start with LEDs up here in the front and hopefully that'll He said the LED light bulbs, there'll be a different glare. Hopefully, we won't get the glare. So, I know, like, um, some of you complaining to me about the glare of the lights up here when you look up, it bothers their eyes. So, hopefully, that'll be solved. And then, hopefully, we'll start working on lighting the church all back up again. So, then the other thing he's going to do for us, he's going to find. Where the old electric, there used to be a stage out there when we built our house back here in 1995, back down there on the other side of our pond, the pond wasn't there, there used to be a big old stage that my father-in-law and mother-in-law built. Underneath there, buried in the ground, is a cable that would power half of New York City. It's it's a huge breaker. I don't know what it is, it's like a big double breaker. Big amperage that's gonna be going out there. Because one of our goals that I wanna start doing is I wanna build an outdoor like barn stage in the corner. And if we can he's gonna help us find that power so that we can stop right in that power to operate the new thing. So that's gonna be that's gonna be one of our projects that I want you guys to be praying about that I'd like to see get started at least this year. Get the if we can get the um, poles in the ground. You know, we got, we have, as you notice, we got a barn that's sitting down there and it's half down. We had pulled down about a month ago and we've just been waiting for some good weather. I've got about one day in of work on up there, but we got a lot of projects around the area that we want to do. and We got to keep the upkeep of the church going. You know, that's, that's one of our priorities. So all that in mind, um, we're going to be taking up an offering. Amen. (laughs) Oh. I know in many churches before, we've done special offerings for building funds and stuff like that. You know, I don't. I want you to give what God has laid on your heart to give, amen? I have no idea what the cost is going to be yet on it, that's why we talked to them about breaking it down, because it could probably get quite expensive to replace every one of these lights is what I'm thinking in my head. So we're just praying that God's providing, Amen. And we're just believing. Not only is he providing for this house, but he's providing for each one of us. And look at how he's provided for us and made us, and how he saw us through. Everything. Everything. God has provided and he's been there and he's blessed us multiple times. Amen? So, Father, let's bow our heads. Father, without any hesitation, Lord God, in our hearts, Lord, we give to you, Lord, we're we're praying to be obedient to your word. Lord God, we're praying to be obedient to your kingdom where rust and moth will not devour. And Lord, we're praying and believing, Lord God, that in these last days that you are going to bless your people above and beyond what we can even imagine, Lord God. And we're just thanking you and we're praising you for each person here. And Lord God, and we know in their hearts that they're a part of your kingdom. Lord God, and I know, I know, Lord God, that, Lord, that everybody here wants to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. Well done, my good and faith. Everybody here wants to have you just put their arms around them and say, come here, I love you, I'll take care of you, don't worry about anything. Trust in me, trust not in man. Believe in your heart. And I just pray this, Lord God, I just thank you and I praise you for your provision. In Jesus' name, you are Jehovah Jireh. In Jesus' name, Amen. Just so you, if you don't know what Jehovah Jireh means, it means God, our provider, Jehovah Jireh. So, whenever you get into a spot in your life where you're like, God, I don't know how I'm going to do this financially, I don't know how I'm going to take care of this, this, and this, you just start to need crying out, God, you're Jehovah Jireh. I believe your word. I believe that you stand, I believe that we stand on your, that your your word will be faithful and true, that you will be faithful and true to us, because I believe it, amen? I can tell you story after story of how God has provided for Julia. I remember, I'll give you one quick story before I start preaching. I remember when we started our business, I remember one time, my wife and I were down in the basement, and it was getting close to... These kids probably know the story. he's like smiling, shaking her head. Dad's telling stories again. This is a true story, though. So, it was like a Wednesday. Payroll's coming up on a Friday. We don't have any money in the account. Maybe $50, $100. And we're like, how are we going to pay all of our employees? You know, how are we going to make payroll? This has got to be called in like Tomorrow. And we're down in, she's down in the basement, she's crying. And I'm like, I just grabbed her, and I said, you know what, honey? It's going to be okay. we got to believe that God is our provider. It's going to be okay. God provides all our needs. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He hears our cry. It's going to be okay. You know, and, I, and I'm trying to comfort her. And, try, you know, trying to be a good husband. And in my mind, too, I'm thinking, i got to be strong, but I don't know how this is going to happen. I seriously, as soon as I said it's going to be okay that God is our provider, we got a call from a job down in Horsehead's that I presented a plan to, and it was a pretty good-sized job, and they said, Chris, we decided to go with you. When can you come down and get the down payment? I'm like, how about today? (laughs) But I am seriously, that is not a lie. That actually happened. That actually happened. You know what? And I'm not being proudful about this, but God has provided all of our needs every time. We have been, and trust me, you get tested in this stuff all the time, everyday life. We get these tests that come in, like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. But then all of a sudden, there's a way that God makes a way. He either gives you supernatural favor or that blessing's there. And God has done it every time. He's always provided. And ever since we started our business, we have never missed a payroll. Never missed a payroll. We made sure to pay all of our men. So we're very, we are very fortunate and blessed. But you know what? It takes supernatural faith to stand on the word. It takes supernatural faith to stand on the word of God. Amen. Alright, a couple of announcements after I told my story. We got youth group tonight at the house. What time is youth group? 6 o'clock or 7? 6 o'clock, girls? 7? What time has it been? 7 o'clock it is then. Huh? It was 6 o'clock? Is that true? Six o'clock, youth group at the house at six o'clock. Amen? Prayer meeting, seven o'clock at Mom and Ed's down there. And I know we're going to be starting to have a worship practice again. So we're going to be starting worship practice up. And that you got to see my bride who's in the back with the kids and when that's going to take place. I know we talked about it a little bit. <clears throat> Amen? Um. The title of my sermon today is called, There Are No Hidden Secrets. Is this thing working still? There Are No Hidden Secrets. That's the title of my sermon. I've been listening to my David Wilkerson video every day, every morning. I get up, I try to do it right after prayer. One of the first things that I do every day is listen to that David Wilkerson audio. Because it just helps build me up and encourage me every day. So I would encourage you to get up, pray with your wife, spouse, husband, kids. Read a little bit of the word. Get yourself ready to go for the day. So, the title again is There Are No Hidden Secrets. There are no hidden secrets from God. You cannot hide from God. You cannot hide. (laughs) There are no hidden secrets from God. You cannot hide the secrets in your heart because God knows your heart. He knows all your secrets. Psalms forty four twenty one says this: Would not God have discovered it? Wouldn't God have? Would not God have discovered all your secrets? Would not God have discovered it? Since He knows the secrets of the heart, don't you think God, who formed you and made you in your mother's womb, before? He knew you before you were even formed in your mother's womb. He made you. He made your heart. He made your being. He put his spirit inside of you. God knows all our secrets. There are no hidden secrets from God. We cannot cover them up. We cannot cover them up. We cannot hide them. We cannot put them in a closet to be forgotten. He knows your thoughts. He knows the word, very words you are going to say before you even say them. says it in the Bible. He knows the very words you are going to say before you even say them. There are no hidden secrets. He knows your motives that you hide in your heart. And it's these hidden secrets that keep us from the full potential that God has for us. It keeps us from our full potential in Christ. Amen. The only thing secrets are good for is for the enemy. All I can think of, all I'm picturing in my mind right now, is a string puppet. You know, the ones. I know as a kid, I don't know, Corey. I don't think Mom used to make them. Those little bitty string puppet things. They looked like ostriches. We used to control them, and you could walk around and lift their head up and stuff. They were fluffy little things with styrofoam feet. It's all I can picture. Those little string puppets. That's the only thing a secret's good for is for the enemy to pull a string. And say, yep, you can't get close to God because look at the secret you're hiding from him. That you think you're hiding from him. (laughs) Because God knows. He uses those secrets to keep us under his thumb. Keep us under his thumb. To keep pressure on us. To keep power over us. To keep his reign over us. My prayer is that the hidden secrets get laid bare. So that you can be set free from the grip of the devil. From the, from the puppeteer who's controlling you. That they can be laid bare right there at the foot of the cross. You don't have to tell me your hidden secrets. I don't need to know. You just need to tell them to God. And you need to get rid of them. Because they have more power and control over you than you can imagine. God came. His son came to set us free from the grips of the enemy. His Son, Jesus, came to set you free. It says, He who the Son sets free is free indeed. He cut those strings. We need to lay everything at the cross. Everything. Because it was at the cross that God, Jesus, laid everything for us. It was at that cross that Jesus laid down his life for us. It said that he could have called down a legion of angels. Do you know how much a legion is? That's 6,000. 6,000 angels. He could have called down. But he didn't. He fulfilled the plan that his father had for him. we need to lay everything at the cross all of our secrets all of them a pure and spotless lamb who had no sin in who had no sin in him took our sin and our shame he took our secrets he took our pain he took our guilt everything that the enemy could throw upon us, he took it. He took it upon himself so that we could be set free. We cannot hide from God. We cannot hide from God. And we cannot hide anything. I mean, anything. Sometimes we think we can hide this, we can hide that. Sometimes we think, oh, let's let's forget about it. Let's move on. We cannot hide from God. We only lie to ourselves when we do. King David said it like this in Psalms 139. He said, oh Lord, you have searched me, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise, you perceive my thoughts even from afar. Think about that. You perceive my thoughts from afar before you even think them. God knows your thoughts. You discern my going and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word on my tongue, it says you know it completely, O Lord. Before a word is even spoken on my tongue, God knows it completely. You hem me in, behind and before. Do you know what hemming him in means? That means he's taking them. In, under his wings, to protect them. You hem me in from behind, not just from side to side, but from front to back. You have me in on all sides. You've laid your hand upon me. And such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. And then he goes on to say, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn. If I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me your right hand will hold me fast. If I say surely the darkness will hide me and that the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. Think about that. Our darkest darkness is as light to God. We can't hide. There's nowhere that we can go that we can hide from God's presence. Nowhere. If we thought like this, if we believed this word of God, we would live such different lives, wouldn't we? It says, for you created my inmost being. Think about that. God knew, like I said, he knew you before he formed you in in your mother's womb. He knew your unformed body. When you were in the depths of the earth, God knew you. He said he made you in a secret place where nothing was hidden from him. All the days ordained for me were written in your book. Think about that one. All the days of your life, everything you're going to do, everything you're going to say, everything you're going to be are written in a book that God has. They're all written down, the beginning and the end. He knows. And they were all written before you even came to be. Now how about that for a miracle? How about that for amazement? God wrote your story before he even formed you. Praise the Lord. That's amazing. That's amazing. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them, where I too count them. They would outnumber the grains of the sand when I awake. I am still with you. Then David has a turning point. (laughs) In this middle of this psalm, he says, "Oh God, if only you would slay the wicked, O God. Because he sees that it is himself, the wickedness that's in him. And how the wickedness pulls him away from God. But Lord, why couldn't you just take all this wickedness away from me? Oh, if only you would slay the wicked, oh God, away from me. You bloodthirsty men. They speak of you with evil intent. Your adversaries misuse your name. Do I not hate those who hate you, O Lord? Think about that. Here's David crying out, God, you've made all this wonderful and marvelous things. You know all these things about me. But yet there's wickedness all around me. I wish you would just take it away. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to see it. I hate it. We're living in a wicked we're living in a wicked time of our nation we're living in the end days of the world and Jesus even said it he said I'm sowing my seed among the grounds and we're living in the time where the weed is growing with the weeds and then the angel said to Jesus do you want me to go down and pull the weeds up and Jesus says no if you pull the weeds up, then you're going you're to damage the wheat. He says, Wait until everything is grown, till harvest time. And then my angels will separate the wheat from the weeds. And they'll gather up the weeds and he'll burn them. We're living in that time. We have grown up with wickedness all around us. Just like King David, he's got, I wish it wasn't even. Here, Lord, this wickedness. I wish I didn't see it. I wish I didn't take part in it. I wish it wouldn't be there as a temptation for me. Because I long to be in your presence. I want to be with you all the days of my life. I love you with all my heart. I know you've created this marvelous world all around me to enjoy and to live in and to love. You've given it to us. But there's weeds everywhere that are pulling me away, Lord God. I hate those weeds. I hate those that hate you, O Lord. I adore those who rise up against you. I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them for my enemies. I count them my enemies, he says. And they are. Anybody or anything that is an enemy of God should be an enemy of you. And then he goes, on, he goes search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. He's like saying, God, search my heart. Search the secret places of my heart. Get rid of all this hatred. I shouldn't be hating. I should be loving. Search my heart. You know my anxious thoughts. Any offensive way in me, Lord, purge it from me. Get it out of me because it's not from you. We cannot hide from God. There are no secret places. Just as King David was crying out, we need to cry out. Search me, oh God. Search me, oh Lord. You know, that David Wilkerson video I showed you last week, and I told you already, I've been watching it every day. I don't know about you, but I want to be a man of another sort. I want to be a man of another sort. I don't want to be a man that goes along with the world, that's accepted by the world. I want to be a man that's accepted by God. I want to be a man that God says, Well done. I want to be a man of another sort. I want to be a man that's going to be able to stand in these last days. I don't want to be a man with any hidden secrets in my heart. I don't want to be found with any secrets in my heart. Because God can come back today. He can come back this very moment. I don't want to have anything that's hidden. I don't want anything to keep me from God. I don't. We do live in the most wicked time. More wicked, as David Wilkerson said, more wicked than Sodom and Gomorrah and Nineveh put together. If you don't believe me, just turn on the news and watch. Just look at that cross. The earth, and you can see a clear division taking place. I can see a clear division taking place in our government. Where the light is getting lighter and the dark is getting darker. Where they're killing babies Past birth. And then deciding what they're going to do with them. It's terrible. That's evil. That's just evil. We're living in a time where light is getting lighter and the dark is getting darker. So, God, examine my heart. Examine my my hidden places my chambers of my heart letting god in being truly devoted to god god says that he loves his little children He says that he will not give his little children a gift that's bad. He only gives good gifts to his children. Why can't we trust him with our hearts when he only gives good gifts? We shouldn't be afraid of letting God examine our hearts. We shouldn't be afraid. We shouldn't have anything to fear. What it's going to gain you is a personal relationship with Christ. And in this wicked generation, we need that personal relationship more than ever. We need to hear our shepherd's voice loud and clear. We need to hear him loud and clear. So that we can be able to stand in these last days. God, go through the chambers of my heart. Cleanse us, God. Since you created us. And you knew us before we were formed. In our mother's womb, you know my heart. God, I want to have a close fellowship with you. Closer than ever before. I want to be in fellowship with you. I don't want to be separated from your love. I can't be separated from you any longer because I'll just get destroyed by the world. Lord, I need you. Create in me a pure heart, O God. And renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence, or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of my salvation, and renew a right spirit within me. That is Psalms 51, I believe. It's also a song that it was sung. Many of the Psalms have been sung. Throughout generation after generations for centuries, but one of them who, who saying this was Keith Green, and I'm telling you, when you we're going to play it at the end of this, Joe. So if you want to get that ready when I'm done, I didn't tell you about that. <laughs> it's Keith Green. Creating me a creating me a pure heart, oh God. Keith Green was an anointed man of God. When he's saying this, he's an anointed man of God. And God took him, took him and his two kids in a plane crash. He's up in heaven, praising and worshiping with the rest of the saints. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Boy, that is so true for today, because I'm going to tell you what, if you're not grounded in the Word of God, you're going to be tossed to and fro with every wave of doctrine. If you're not steadfast on the Word of God and knowing what is truth and what is a lie, you're going to be swept away like a tsunami. I've been watching tsunami videos. (laughs) I'm telling you, they're destructive. Sweeps everything clean. Strips it bare. That's what the enemy's going to be doing in the end days. He's going to be running around this earth like a roaring lion, like a tsunami. And if you're not rooted in the Word, built up in Christ, and steadfast in your spirit and trusting on God, you're going to be ripped up, blown out to sea. And destroyed. Create me a pure heart, O God. Renew us, renew a steadfast spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, O Lord, or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. The joy of our salvation. You know, we're coming up to Easter. When we get in this building on Easter Day, we need to be praising and thanking God for the joy of salvation. We need to be thanking God and praising God for the joy of salvation every day. Not just once a year, but every day when we get up. Jesus said in Matthew 5 eight he said, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Think about that when God goes through and cleanses your heart. And then Jesus, who was all God, said, Blessed is the pure heart. You will see God. I don't know. There's not been too many people in the Bible that I've known that have seen God. Abraham, you got Adam, Abraham, and you got Moses. And got Oliver (laughs) wouldn't it be great and I've been thinking about this and praying about this but wouldn't it be great if we all came into church to celebrate Easter with a pure heart can you imagine what our worship would be like with a pure heart and unity on one accord All of us, coming in, just hungry for God, with a pure heart. All I can picture in my mind is the day of Pentecost, when the apostles were gathered in the upper room, and the Holy Spirit fell on them like fiery tongues. And they went out prophesying and speaking in other tongues that other people could hear their their language in. And they were praising and worshiping God. That's all I could imagine it would be like. Wouldn't it be great? That's why we want to start preparing now. That's why we want to start preparing now. You know, we are the temple of God. Amen. It's time that we start engaging our hearts. It's time we start examining our hearts. It's time for some spring cleaning. I wrote down here. It's time of some spring cleaning of God's temple. We need to start preparing now. Because you are the temple of God. You are God's temple. What it says in the Word. 1 Corinthians three, sixteen and 17 says, Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple? And that God's spirit lives in you. If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's temple is sacred. And you are that temple. And I'm going to tell you what. To be destroyed by God, just forget about it. Just forget about it. Who are we that can fight God? My strength is nothing like God's strength. I mean, God doesn't even have to lift a finger to destroy me. 2 Corinthians, chapter 2. Ollie's oh, not a happy camper right now. 2 Corinthians, chapter 2. Or Second Corinthians chapter 6, sorry, verse 14. He says, do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what does righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? What harmony is there between Christ and Baal? Belial, or whatever, however you want to pronounce it. Just say Christ and Satan, basically. What does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? What argument is there between the temple of God and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will will live with them and walk with them. I will be their God. And they will be my people. Therefore come out from them and be separate, says the Lord. I believe that's what's happening right now in the, in the world. I believe it, that there is a separation between light and darkness that's being taken place. We can see it happening. Because the dark's getting darker, the light's getting lighter. This is happening right before our eyes. There is a separation that's going to take place in the end times. And you're either for God or you're against God. There is no middle ground. Then it goes on to say, touch no unclean thing, I will receive you. Touch no unclean thing, and I will receive you. Clean your heart. I will be a father to you. And you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates the body and the spirit. Perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. If we really believe that we're God's temple, then a lot of us would live different lives. You are a holy temple of God. All those that accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, you have His Spirit in them. You are His temple. You have been created to do good works, which God has prepared before you in advance. It's time that we separate from the world. It's time. That we let our light shine. This is happening. Like I said. It's happening because the increase of wickedness is increasing. That's what Jesus said in in Matthew 24. When he said in the end days. There will be an increase in wickedness. And that the love of most will grow cold. But he who stands firm to the end will be saved. Church, it's time. Some good old-fashioned house cleaning. It's time that we examine our heart, that we engage our hearts, that we prepare our hearts to be all who God called us to be. It's time. We are the temple of God. We are the temple of God. You are the temple of God. His spirit lives inside of you. His spirit lives inside of you. He breathed that spirit in you when he breathed life into your being. When he created you, it's in all of us. His spirit is put in all of us. When he created you. time let's prepare our hearts let's let's really start preparing our hearts let's take it serious there's more prophecy in this book coming to pass than ever before faster than ever before we're living in the end days and God created you for these days for a reason It's time that we find out what that reason is. It's time we start living right. Speaking right. It's time. Because there are no hidden secrets. There are no hidden secrets from God. Who are we to think that we can hide anything from God? God. Just go through and read Job. You go through and read Job. And he says, who am I? Who am I? That you are mindful of me. Who am I, oh God? That I would think about these things or that. Who am I that can place the stars in the skies and set the earth in motion? And who created the Leviathan? Who can put a hook in his mouth and control him? Who am I? For there are no hidden secrets from God. Let us prepare our hearts. Let us start preparing our hearts for this Easter season. Let us start today. I'm telling you, if anybody wants prayer, I'll pray for them. I don't need to know your secrets. Nobody needs to know your secrets, but I'm telling you, you can't hide them from God. What you need to do is give them to Him. Say, Lord, these are yours. Forgive me. Who am I to think I can hide them? I can't. You know me. You created me. Amen? Amen. Joe, can you start that song, and then I'm going to say the blessing at the same time? Amen, and we'll close with that. Can we all stand up? May the Lord bless you and may the Lord keep you. May the Lord... May the Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace on all sides. May you be blessed as you go out from here today. Lord, I pray that this song, Lord, would minister to us. Lord, if we listen. And I pray, Lord God, that, Lord, anything that was of you would stick to our hearts. Anything that's not of you, that's from me in the flesh, Lord God, I pray that it would fall away. I pray, amen. They got internet problems. Should so we wait a second? No. Well, listen to that song. If you get a chance this week, listen to that song. Keith Green, man. Huh?